If you're a Disney Plus subscriber and you're watching The Mandalorian, Jack and I have a podcast for you. Every week, we'll discuss the latest episode of The Mandalorian and talk about other great content and maybe some not so great content on Disney Plus as well. As two lifelong Star Wars fans, we have a ton of fun geeking out over all the little details of the show, and we want you to join us every Monday. So search for Disney Plus Reviews. That's Disney P-L-U-S Reviews. Hey, Phil, how about that, Baby Yoda? Baby Yoda says, What's the podcast? Film fans to a brand new episode of Quality Check Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts back from quarantine, Daniel oh. Posey, and joining me to the left in person, Drew Douglas. Am I still a co-host on this show? Yeah. Last time I checked, you were actually the host. Yeah, I was. I don't know how well it went, <laughs> but I was. How, how did you like that last episode? By the way, if you have not listened to that, listeners, go download it. It was Drew and your fiance Lexi. I thought you guys did uh, an awesome job. I texted you about it that I ended up downloading and, and re-listening to it again. I'm telling you, every every podcast I edit way more than I should. I didn't for that one. I just slapped it on there. It was in and out. It was in and out, baby. You were done. So I have no idea what I said, and I was so nervous to do it. Well, I know you said while recording it made you nervous, but... I was- Sweating profusely. I'm not sweating now. I feel fine because I know you're you're gonna host this. Would would it bring back like PTSD memories of this idea of hosting it just by listening to it? No. So you'd be okay listening to it. You just don't. You'd prefer not to. I'll listen to it at some point. It was a lot of fun. It had a smile on my face the entire time. Whenever we have kids, we'll set them down and say, <laughs> "Listen to these two idiots." That's like the "How I Met Your Mother" moment. This is how your mother and I ended up hosting a podcast episode. Are you doing okay because you were in quarantine for 14 days? Yeah, that's the weird thing. I am totally fine, but... Because you had to go to Vegas. Conversely, here's the weird thing, though. I will say this. Um, I've been fine. I've been showing no symptoms, but this may have actually helped me. Sounds weird, but here's the, the reason why. I normally at this time get seasonal allergies so bad. You remember last year at this time, I could barely speak five words without mm-hmm. coughing my head off. It pissed me off. We did that crossover episode with Avengers Endgame, remember? Whenever that dropped? Like, that was last April. That was a year ago, right? Jeez, that's hard to think about. Those were, um, I would say, simpler times. <laughs> a lot simpler. And I would also say a lot brighter but which is hard to believe we were looking forward to 2020 so much yeah and this is the year from hell yeah it's just been a giant dump truck it's kind of like we were biff in the gang and back to the future just chasing after marty or 2020 and we were ready to have fun and then we slammed into the back of a manure truck and it just spilled all over us that's metaphorically 2020 and i just spit out a turd (laughs) <laughs> I have to say, though, it, it is good to be back, but 
the quarantine life was was fine. It helped with my seasonal allergies. I'm not, I don't have a scratchy throat. I kind of wonder with that, uh, basically getting into the elements and staying indoors for two weeks straight, if, if that helped. But I'd be lying to say that I did not also get out on my bike or go for a run or a walk because I had to do that. But what's weird is walking around town and you're exercising and you feel like you're Killian Murphy in 28 days later. I kind of like it. It's like a, well, I hate to say that, but driving to work is very pleasant. When I go to Walmart, there's not a lot of people there. Well, you and I live relatively close to each other. Have you gotten out and like jogged around the neighborhood oh, yeah. or anything? I'm out every night, baby. I'm You're either like, no walking the dog or I'm running. There's a lot of people walking. Oh. I get home around 5.15, take the dog out. And especially because the weather's been so nice here, it is, um, there's a lot of people outside. Okay. Yeah. But you got to maintain that six feet distance. You and I <laughs> are not. We're probably three and a half feet. Yeah. We're very close. But I know you've been, um, you're clean. I, I've taken a lot of precautions. I felt great. And I, I will say, though, getting out and running has affected me more than biking or walking outside. I think it's just the inhaling a lot more, a lot faster while I'm trying to catch my breath that it just, with allergies. So I did that once and then I had to, to scale it back a little bit. But Now, I know a handful of people that, let's say around December, January, got very sick with flu-like symptoms, but we're told they did not have the flu. (laughs) So now a lot of people are freaking out that they may have had COVID already. Wouldn't that be crazy if we found out that we already had an outbreak at work and we're actually okay because we've had it and it's just been cleared from our system? It'd be good. (laughs) Yeah. Well, could this, because Dr. Fauci from the CDC has said that this is something that you could end up uh, it could become cyclical. He had addressed this and uh, presser a week ago. Now, with that being the case, I wonder, can you end up getting it twice in a short amount of time? No, I think uh, once you get it, your body is the immune system. And then it just it so kicks it out. maybe getting it is not such a bad thing if you can beat it. Let me ask you, if there was a COVID-19 shot similar to the flu shot, would you get it every year? But you, for two weeks... <laughs> Feel like crap. <laughs> I mean, I feel fine when I get the flu shots. I usually don't ever get the flu. I didn't get a flu shot this year. And this Fauci guy, he's every day he scares me. I love whenever he goes up to take the podium to speak during the White House briefings and he has to be hoisted up. Yeah. I I just I love it. He to me is like the guy, uh the there is like a surgeon bad guy. And it was uh, it was a scary movie that came out a few years ago. I can't remember it, but he looks just like this guy. And it was from like The Purge or something like that. And he's like a, a lesser known actor. Maybe he was in one of the Hostel movies, but Ooh. he reminds me just of that guy. I'll have to find him and, and I'll post that on our Twitter account because it's great. I just think this guy, he's hell-bent on ruining my wedding <laughs> because... <laughs> Any updates now, on that right now, now? He's saying this could start back up in the fall. Yeah, when our rescheduled date would be. I think he's honestly after me. There is no update. The update is all the invitations have been sent out. We're going to act as if it's going to happen in June. 
and we're going to have to play it by ear. I have no idea. Well, I hope that it doesn't get canceled. I hope that all of this is cleared up very quickly. But I, I, I really hope that the country continues to take it very serious, not only the country, but the world, and to can you continue to lock down because that's what will help us get over this. Was it weird doing the podcast episode and, and I was absent? It's different. It's just, it's weird. I'm used to doing it with you and we have a routine and... I thought you did a good job. I'm, I'd like to hear Lexi uh, return to the show. She She's up for returning eventually. Well, she was pretty upset when she found out we were going to record today. She said, oh, that didn't take long for you to replace me. Oh. <laughs> you brought that up. Yeah, I think I mentioned this. You came up with the idea to do that because it was just honestly just going to be me talking. Well, and you, we had talked about this before, but if there is a moment like like what happens when we get sick or something and and you were saying that you may end up recording a 40-hour live stream podcast where it goes nonstop. It's just me watching Fast and Furious. <laughs> and you're commentating for the entire duration of that. But I, yeah, I, I'd say, well, you know, if Lexi, if, if you're up for it, if Lexi's up for it, it is a lot better whenever you have someone to talk to and bounce ideas or just your thoughts off of because, to be honest, there may be something that you really like and then you start to hear someone else's opinion and you're like, maybe this was a crap movie. Or mm. maybe We have such a varied taste anyway. Yeah. I mean, she's bringing up reality shows. <laughs> I love that. Speaking of reality. Did you know, real quick. Yeah. We're watching, uh, I, we watched the trailer for some reason for Gone Baby Gone. And I was like, this is Ben Affleck's first movie that he directed. And uh, that's Casey Affleck. And she goes, who's Casey Affleck? And I go, Ben Affleck's brother. She goes, he has a brother? <laughs> he didn't know that was his brother? Oh, my gosh. Are you are you doing like a, a Ben rewatch with her by chance? Not yet. But we were we get into this routine where we try to find something to watch late at night. And more often than not, we can't decide on anything and just fall asleep. <laughs> Happens every single weekend. I, yeah, I, I can relate to that. That that has happened to me quite a bit. It's weird with the excess stuff that we could watch and we cannot find anything. Something is wrong with us. Do you think creating a list helps or not? No. I'm usually in moods. Like I like to go through a franchise, but then at some point, maybe by the sixth movie, I'm getting a little worn down and I want to change it up and I never go back to it. But like with the Marty stuff, I was watching all his stuff and now I'm taking a break. Gotta take a little Marty break. Yeah. Well, that's, I feel like the two main differences, you end up having your album people and then your greatest hits people. And for your greatest hits, you can do that where you're able to kind of jump around. But your album people, you have to like take it all in bulk. And it's a lethal weapon. You got to binge through all of those. Which speaking of, they all four just dropped on Netflix today to prepare for Lethal Weapon 5. Now, is that one of your uh, April picks? It's not, but I was really debating whether or not I should end up picking one through four just to rewatch because I will. It's kind of tough because we're going to do our picks, but these big things that we wanted to see, maybe wanted to listen to, they're gone. They're gone, baby, gone. I, <laughs> I started to go through and see what I had written down for my original picks. For example... This month, month of April, had your most anticipated movie of the year. Now that's gone. I don't know if you want to do this. I thought you and I 
we could each pick a, a piece of pop culture we were looking forward to that is no longer coming out in April. And we're just going to, we're going to pour one out. We're going to have a little moment of silence. Mine obviously is James Bond 25, No Time to Die. I'm going to have to agree with you because I was really looking forward to this movie the more that we talked. And I'll say that I'm not a huge James Bond fan to the level that you are by any means. But there was something not long ago and I started to latch on to Daniel Craig as Bond. He just seems like a really likable, not only Bond, but a guy. And I was really kind of giving into the promotion of the film. So I'm going to have to pour mine out with you as well. I guess if you have a Heineken, just open it up (laughs) and let's pour and just kind of think about what we've lost. I'm I'm emotional right now. I am glad that we did that because that kind of helped. It's kind of a grieving process, but at least we'll be able to get Bond and No Time to Die in the future. It's all I'm, we can hope for. Uh, when that was first announced, we I at least thought that was really foolish. Why would you postpone it? In the very beginning, it seemed like all of this was a a really. Not necessarily yeah. trying to downplay it, but really? huh, were you yeah. doing that? And then probably two days later, I was like, oh, this makes complete sense. And they That's actually bad. seem very smart for moving it to November because this will likely be at least, I would hope, um, done <laughs> by, by the fall. Yeah, that's all we can hope for at this point because we, everyone is just wanting to return back to the way life was before. I mean, we got movies now being bumped to 2021, so at least we haven't gotten that far. Man, including Which is hard Vin. to believe. That sucks. Yeah, Vin, Vin and company, we'll just have to wait until next May. It's next May, right? It's that, April. A, okay. So far away. Yeah, but that makes me wonder if they're going to like shoot scenes for Fast 9, but also work that into Fast 10. Because aren't they, didn't they shoot like Fast 9 and 10 back to back? Something like that? I don't think so. Wow. I will say, I, I love rewatching this whole thing. And I honestly, this is, whether it's intended or not, I really have no clue when they set out to make this first, that first movie. But they have laid the groundwork for all of these movies so perfectly. Hmm. It's incredible. I honestly think it might be the most, other than the MCU, which is just, Basically, I, w- I would say perfectly constructed. This might be the best one. Just all the pieces are introduced and then they're just woven throughout all of these films. It's incredible. It, may, it really makes me want to go and rewatch it. But I have to ask, because when you started the rewatch and you were on Tokyo Drift, you'd never seen it, right? I hadn't seen Tokyo Drift and I hadn't seen um, the fourth since it first came out or um, the sixth or seventh 
since it came out. So it's been a while. And honestly, by some of these later movies, I was becoming very annoyed with the franchise, the direction it took, but rewatching them all at once, it's all done so perfectly. Mm. Are you at, at the point that you are in the rewatch? Are you okay with Tokyo Drift? Is it still one of your favorites or it's just okay? In my rankings, I have a number three right now. Wow. But I have two more films left plus Hobbs and Shaw. So that could change. I, I love that you've been blowing through the Fast and Furious franchise while I've been blowing through these documentary series. Ooh, there's, there's, a, there's a handful of stuff I got to do. But I'm telling you, the other day I started Bad Boys for Life and I watched about 30 minutes and I had to stop and I said, I got to I got to start up another Furious movie. Ooh. <laughs> so I haven't even finished it. There are parts, though, of Bad Boys for Life that reminded me a little bit of Fast and Furious movies, especially the beginning. But that's another franchise. I want to see one, two, and three of Bad Boys. Dude, the opening of Bad Boys for Life where he's there, you're just immediately put into a car chase and you don't have any clue what's going on, but it turns out to be that he's rushing to the hospital for a baby being delivered. That is the beginning of Furious 6. <laughs> They're speeding down this road, and we think it's a car chase, and then they pull in, and his wife and Paul Walker's wife is giving birth. Good grief. It's the exact same thing. They just ripped it. Well, let's go ahead and move on to what we're covering in this episode. As you mentioned, Drew, we will be doing the pop culture picks for April. We'll go over what we picked for March, which pretty much got nuked. For the most part, kind of like our fantasy draft. (laughs) I don't know if we should bring that up because that's a sore subject. Well, let's get into what we picked for the month of March. Why why don't you start for uh, your three? Well, I had Westworld season three. Still haven't finished season two yet, so I cannot say whether this is good or bad. And and how far are you into season two right now? Where I left off last time, which is like three episodes into it. I've heard a lot of mixed reviews. How are you feeling so far? Of season two? Yeah. Um, I like it. It's just that thing where I plowed through season one. I just need a break. Yeah. Fast and Furious break. I need a Fast and Furious break. Number two, I had The Way Back starring Ben Affleck. Last movie you saw in the Last movie I saw in theaters, which is hard to believe. I loved this movie. That's actually makes me more interested to see it. I'm already interested. I mean, in a lot of the in a lot of ways, you have seen everything in this movie, but Ben Affleck is just incredible. And then I had MLB The Show 20, which I play every Ooh. single day. I love on the episode where you and Lexi were talking about that and you asked if that was bothersome for her. <laughs> I told her I'd already logged over two days worth of playtime and she said, that's disgusting. <laughs> and I still think about that when I play. Are you, are you familiar with Animal Crossing from Nintendo? It came out on GameCube. and I never had a GameCube. That honestly was my favorite game on GameCube and maybe my favorite Nintendo release original release in a long time but when it first came out i was addicted to it it's basically like sims but you're the one human living among animals sounds really weird and bizarre but the new game came out new horizons just recently like a week ago and i can't put that in my april picks but that is it on the switch mm -hmm. and i've heard nothing but rave reviews i might have to get this the switch is the first nintendo console i've i've ever bought i've ever owned Really? Have you just had them like given to you or? I've never had know? anything Nintendo related. Wow. I always had PlayStation or Xbox. And how is the Switch? Do you, do you like it a lot right now or? I do. I, 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 it's a little, I prefer the PS4 obviously 
or not obviously, but I just do. Um, but I, I like the Switch a lot. It seems very inventive. There are a lot of games I'd love to play, but New Horizons or Animal Crossing New Horizons would be at the top of that list. All right, I'm going to look that up. Yes, you should. I love that game, the first one that came out, and I just hear everyone gushing about it online right now. And that makes me happy because whenever the first one came out, I just wanted to share my love for it. But um, anyways, that's that's my not pick or non-pick from technically last month. I had The Hunt, which was released on Friday the 13th. Have not seen it. You have, though. I did see it. And I didn't. I wasn't impressed. Did it remind you of, like, say, the Belco experiment or anything like that where people are being hunted? It's like a mix between Belco and The Purge. I mean, you... you're, it's not going to blow your mind in any way. I've heard the humor is really offbeat. Like you'll either think it's great or you'll hate it. I mean, I didn't hate this movie really in any way. I just wasn't impressed. I was like, eh, this is the movie that's stirring up all this controversy. Seems strange, yeah. I think it was the timing whenever it was originally released. But... I'd l- still love to see that Wor- Westworld season three, same as you. I'm not even through season two. I haven't even started season two yet, so I'm way behind. And Quiet Place two. <laughs> Sorry, John Krasinski. Just indefinite hold on Quiet Place two, which sucks. But I am very gun shy about picking any movies for April. Well, we got some guarantees because there's Netflix is not going to hold off on releasing anything. They're not. And I will give a tease that HBO, for me, has been kind of a... I've had a soft spot for that for streaming it specifically, not the actual uh, cable um, or cable channels that they offer. But I ended up getting HBO Now again, and I signed up under a new name. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I love it. And I've uh, went ahead and renewed it, but I, I will give a tease that there are two picks from HBO on my list. But for April, mm-hmm. okay. Before we get into that, though, why don't you? Why don't you kick us off with the April picks? I'm thinking about doing an audible here because my number two pick. I think I'm going to put that at number three. Oh, so your last minute changes. It's a little last minute change. It's a new Netflix movie called Extraction starring Chris Hemsworth. He plays a black market mercenary. Okay. Comes out April 24th. Do you want me to read you the plot of this film? Yes, please, because I've seen part of the trailer. I haven't seen the trailer at all. I've seen one still, and it's got Hemsworth looking dirty. Yeah. He's walking through the streets in a white shirt. Oh, yeah. Here's what the plot synopsis is. Tyler Rake is a fearless (laughs) black market mercenary with nothing left to lose when his skills are solicited to rescue the kidnapped son of an imprisoned international crime lord. But in the murky underworld of weapons dealers and drug traffickers, an already deadly mission approaches the impossible, forever altering the lives of Rake and the boy. That sounds like it was made in 1994. I really wonder, though, if it's... Who's directing that? Do you know? Yeah, it's directed by a man named Sam Harmgrave, known for his Mm. stunt work on a a bunch of big MCU movies. This is his directorial debut, and it was written by Joe Russo. 
So this oh, is oh, that's right. This is all like an MCU behind the scenes gangbang at this point. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we got Chris Hemsworth, and we got two guys heavily involved in the MCU. That's fantastic. I'm just gonna call it behind the scenes gangbang. I'm I'm going to say that's nowhere on my radar, but I'm going to move that up to an honorable mention. I mean, I'm sure it's gonna be complete crap i don't know i don't know what to expect it could be a lot of have you seen spencer spencer confidential yet oh yeah i watched it and in that it's it's, it's okay it is what it's what i wanted that's what i'm expecting from this movie that you just mentioned and i'm okay with that i hope this becomes the new black hat still My, michael mann's black hat still have not seen the ten, entire film 10 years it's going to get ripped and then 10 mm. years down the road people are going to say it's his best film <laughs> oh Extraction, April 24th. Can't come soon enough. We need some Chris Hemsworth. Okay, prediction, yay or nay? Because Spencer Confidential, we predicted, or I predicted, that he would not be shirtless in that movie. He's shirtless in like the second scene. Yeah, you're right. So Chris Hemsworth, yay, nay, is he going to show off that bod? Oh, he's got to. He's got to. He'd be stupid not to. He's got to, yeah. He's going. I'll go a step further and say we will get a training montage with him. Oh, shirtless. I don't know about that. Covered in sweat. I do think he's going to be shirtless, though. It would be. I mean, he should be locked up if he doesn't. <laughs> he is locked up right now, so that's pretty much all that we can uh, expect. Maybe the entire, I kind of hope that 99% of the film is him shirtless. Yeah, what if the last act, he, his shirt rips and he's just got to like fight through it. <laughs> his, he plays a guy named Tyler Rake. Are you? That's the worst name ever, but it's also somehow like the greatest thing. Yeah, I was going to say that may be my favorite name he's ever had in any film that he's starred in. Well, you know, after the whole Men in Black International, this will end up helping out hemi a little bit after that fiasco is that the last movie we saw him in outside of endgame yeah good grief that was awful international has that ever crossed your mind since yes because it's on freaking stars <laughs> so when i'm scrolling through movies to watch it's always like um whatever the most popular is so you've got that or once upon a time in hollywood goodness my number three pick was an audible that I decided to do last minute. There oh. is a trailer that oh, came out. You th you were you going to make a prediction about it? Well, I'll, I'm going to write something down because there's something I completely forgot about. I really wanted to have two music picks, but I ended up missing the Dua Lipa release that happened at the end of last month, and that was March 28th. And then Gaga got pushed. I know. And so she's now later this year. So and, and the new album from Heim got pushed too. That was coming out this month. That was really that was a rival number one pick for me. So no music for me. I will say though, this pick. Saw the trailer finally. I was avoiding it. It's an HBO series coming out on April twelfth. Brand new series. Any idea what it is? Starring Domnell Gleason. Oh, I heard about it. I heard about this. It looks awesome. What's it called? Run. Run. Okay, yeah. Not to be confused with the Sarah Paulson Run from Blumhouse. That movie, I think, was supposed to come out in that like March or yeah, maybe April. I think it was an April release. But Run, this is behind the team, the from the team behind Fleabag. 
And, uh, you know, I'm really excited. It sounds very intriguing, but it's a story about the main character getting a text from someone who she met 17 years ago. And it's a fight or flight situation of drop everything and go to this person. And kind of it's a self-discovery of whom they really are. So I don't know. I'm a huge fan of Domino Gleason. Yeah, I, he's great. I think that uh, right now, like I said, HBO, they just can't seem to do any wrong in my eyes based on everything that I've seen from them, uh, from McMillions to some of their films. And I've seen a little bit of Curb season 10 and just love it. So right now, HBO, anything that's coming out on HBO, count me in. And that is my number three pick. My number two pick is new music from Hamilton Lighthouser. Formerly of The Walkman. Did you ever listen to them? Oh, some. Not a lot, though. It's called The Loves of Your Life. comes out April 10th. It's his first new music since he collaborated with Rostam in 2016, which is a great album. That's all I can say. But you can listen to it right now, right? At least one of their singles? He's got uh, two out for the new album, and the new one is quite good. I am kind of bummed that I can't share any kind of musical experiences with you on this this go-round of picks. But instead, I hope that you have a TV series that can rival my TV series for number two. Hmm. I'm going with... And we, we were actually talking about the actress who's in this show. We're talking about her before we started recording. I it's it, I'll give you this backstory real quick. Went to go see a movie that she's in recently. My girlfriend got really mad when she came on screen <laughs> because she's like, there's your girlfriend. And then she just stared at me and I just started laughing. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, I can't even say that kind of stuff because my fiance <laughs> gets so mad. I don't even say it. I just say, oh, I can't wait to see what she's in next. And then I end up getting basically blasted with these comments of, I am being too flirtatious with my comments. I mean, I learned my lesson because my one of my go-to gags is we'll watch an older movie from when I was a kid or something, and I'm like, oh, I used to have a crush on whoever it is. <laughs> and <laughs> she, my fiance, would get so angry at me. And I'm like, she's probably like 65 now. I don't know what you're so worried about, Ooh. but I can't say anybody modern because she would flip. she would flip out. I, you know, I'll say that I appreciate someone's work or her as, a, as an artist or an actress, a singer, whatever it may be, and I'll give specifics. And then the conversation goes okay, but then the next time that we see said artist, my girlfriend will then end up trying to ban us from watching or listening or seeing said artist because she said that I am, I've got a crush. But the actress who I'm talking about specifically who appeared on screen is Issa Rae. And her new show, season four of Insecure, uh, it's not new by any means. I was going to say, I new season. New one. Okay. Yeah, new season. We were talking about The Lovebirds, and hopefully that comes out this month. I'd love to pick that. But Insecure, I actually started that show with my girlfriend, and 
Issa Rae is, she, to me, is a delight. She is really funny. Uh, her story is really inspiring from how she started creating basically Insecure, but as a web series. And then it morphed into Insecure, and then HBO has given her the power to tell her story and stories through this means. I just find that very, very enlightening and encouraging. But that new season, season four, comes out on April 12th, the same night as Run. So oh. I've got a double you feature. you got a little double feature. I now, cannot wait. Are you up to date on Insecure? I am. Is it good? I like it. But, and it's interesting, there are, I, I've talked to, so my girlfriend, she really liked it. Um, but there, and my girlfriend asked me specifically, she's like, why do you like this show? And I said, I've always been interested. And it was mainly just because I kept hearing rave reviews. And I've also got another friend who I've talked to who she actually does not like the show. She said that she thinks that it's okay but it can be repetitive. And at times it can be, but I just find it to be like Issa's voice to be a refreshing take. Like it just, it's something different and new. And to me, I just, I find that um, kind of what I was saying earlier, encouraging, but kind of a piece of art that I'm glad HBO has taken that um been able to allow her to express her stories uh, through her show format. I love it. There are certain things that remind me a little bit of High Fidelity because she'll end up turning to the camera and rapping about a situation that she's in. And it's a freestyle rap. Instead of talking to the camera, she'll do that. But then she'll end up like cutting herself off. So it's a really interesting look at basically the insecurities of this um, this young black lady who we uh, see her at one point in her life when the story starts and it changes so drastically. And it's just, I find the entire story to be different than anything that's on TV. Hmm. So I have to give it a shot. Yeah. I would say watch uh, the first season. If it catches you, continue with it. And I know that it, they're basically season two and three just keep expanding and it's more of the first. I like some of the minor characters that they bring in and it's, it's turned into a show that my girlfriend and I ended up using as what you said you and Lexi would watch as like a late night series before going to sleep. So that's yeah, what we did for a we while. We need something like that. Yeah, when, when you're struggling to find something, you have that to fall back on. I, I would say that the insecure is. Um, I, I'm not into Fleabag. I know I brought up that they're behind Run as well. I have wanted to start Fleabag, but I've wondered if Fleabag is similar to Insecure, in which it follows the main protagonist, which is a young lady, and it follows kind of her pursuits in life and struggles and accomplishments and insecure mainly dives into like this relationship that she has and how it changes so much but how she is trying to overcome a lot of those hurdles anyways i'll talk for a long time about it but that's my number two pick sounds like you need to start an insecure podcast Ooh, should we do that 
sure they want two white guys talking about <laughs> yeah. the show, sharing their opinions. Exactly. My number one was the number, I don't know. I got to be honest with you. If No Time to Die was coming out, this would rival it. This might even get the nod over it. It's new music from The Strokes. Been waiting they, a long time for this, baby. Before the gym closed, they were promoting that heavily. Oh, man. The new songs, they've got two out. It's good. It's good. It's called The New Abnormal. comes out April 10th, which would have been the same day as Bond. Man. Would have been the greatest week of all time. It's their first album since 2013's Come Down Machine, which I was a huge fan of. It It's definitely a little different from what we've heard, I feel like, but in a good way. One song is very much like Julian's side project, The Voids. The second song, I would say, is very modern strokes. I love this band. This is an all-time band for me. Would you go on the Kesha cruise because they were originally going to be performing on that cruise? I've never seen them live, so I would do anything. I, if it meant I had to go on a cruise and get sick with COVID, I would go. Yeah. <laughs> At least you're there with Kesha and uh, the band, and then you've also got a few others. I can't remember who else, like maybe ASAP Rocky or something. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, it honestly would have been a fun cruise. But yeah, add in the strokes, and then I would I figured that they were going to delay that album. I'm glad that they were going to stick to it. I checked, and it's still it's still supposed to come out. Loves. I mean, why are we delaying music? I I don't get that. Yeah, I mean that. I feel like releasing music would be the perfect time, perfect thing to do right now. That's we need stuff like that right mm-hmm. now. I understand movies because you cannot get out, but to put something at home where you could brighten somebody's day or their weeks inside. Well, continuing with my series, I have a new series, this time on Netflix, and it's coming out on April 11th. For some reason, this looks like it will be a good trashy pick. I'm not expecting anything great. They released a trailer, Netflix released a trailer just yesterday, and it's called Outer Banks. Have you heard about this? Is this the thing it was, God, how was it described? Uh, what is the plot of this? I've heard one person describe it as hot goonies on a beach. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I read earlier today. And that's like the best description I could come up with. It, but it's basically a group of teenagers during a summer end up stumbling upon a treasure map that belongs to one of the main character's fathers who is either dead or disappeared, uh, maybe both. Uh, (laughs) And (laughs) the map, though, is also being pursued by others and and in the outer banks, um, not only this group of teenagers, but others, hitmen, who it appears, or other groups are also looking for this buried treasure. Looks like National Treasure meets the Goonies. That's like the way that I would describe it. Uh, but also meets 
Jersey Shore because it's a bunch of teenagers who are out partying and drinking and they've got their, you know, shirts off and just enjoying life. But it stars Madison Bailey and there are a lot of obviously younger actors and actresses in this. And my girl from whenever I showed her the trailer, I asked, would you be willing to watch this show with me? And she said, absolutely. And then she rattled off several names and said she could not wait. From the starring in the show? Yes. Lord. Because of those actors and actresses. I don't know what to make of that. Because as you had discussed with Lexi on the last episode, your views and what you like ends up being pretty different. That happens with my girlfriend and I on some, especially TV shows. So this could be interesting. This is interesting. The creators describe the show as Friday Night Lights meets Dawson's Creek meets Ozark. Wow. Okay. I mean, Friday Night Lights, sign me up. Dawson's Creek is an interesting take because I could see that. And I Ozark? really, I, I like Dawson's Creek. I, I cannot get into Ozark. It's so grim and dark and I've, I need to start season two because season three just dropped. But man, it's heavy. That's for sure. I've I've only seen one episode, so it's hard to say I can't get into it, but it didn't spark a fire enough for me to continue watching it. I'm surprised that we had enough to talk about for the month of April. Well, I'm excited for Outer Banks now. I'm going to add that. You should. You know, there's one thing I was going to put on here, and I, I think you might have too, but I think it's coming out in May now. It's the new Stephen King short story, If It Bleeds. Is that May? I thought that uh, was April release. Yeah, let me find it here because I originally thought it was April as well. And I was going to include that, but I decided to actually wait on that. Mainly because uh, it's saying April 28th, but I've just got a feeling that it's going to get... I mean, I've seen get, May 5th. Uh, and that's I'm worried that it's going to get pushed. I just, I really am. Which, by the way, is the day before my birthday, if anybody wants to get me anything. Yeah, as of right now, I think it's standing as is. And, hmm. but here's the weird thing. There's an expected. They're not having like an actual release date. I keep saying it's expected to arrive. Well, that would still be a good book. Would you take a book or an audio book? I still got to do the audio book. I wonder I just what pl- if King reads that. Do you think? Oh, that's the problem. It? I really want to read Needful Things, but he's the audiobook narrator. Oh. I'm not huge on listening to him talk. <laughs> you should get. I mean, it's like 20 hours long. Well, try his on writing. That's the name of it. And it's basically him talking about writing. I mean, he's fine. It's not the worst thing. I just. You rather have. I would rather have somebody else do it. I just finished the Institute, though. And as I told you, not that great. That's why on If It Bleeds, I I don't know. I'm very torn. I'm I'm excited, but I just I've got high hopes, but I'm also slightly worried. But at least with If It Bleeds, it's four short stories. So if you don't like one, it's not going to last a long time. True. And King loves to crank those out now that he's in quarantine. I bet we get 10 books by him next year. I hope so. I mean, the Institute was fine. It's just everything that you think it's going to be, It is. there's no surprises. At least we got it before New Mutants. Oh. Still. I mean, we I don't, don't even know when that's ever going to come out. 
I don't. I just can't believe that Disney won't release that on like Disney Plus. Just put that on freaking Hulu or something. They need. They just need to stream it. That's like a good streamable movie. Just release it. That's what we're asking for right now. Everyone, sign the petition. I'm still, man. I still have high hopes for Black Widow. I think that's the one that's going to do it. I don't expect anything else to happen, but I do. I think that's the one that's going to come. Will you rent that for forty bucks? I would spend forty bucks on that for sure. But you'd get it for like two days, though, right? I would assume rent it for two days, at least twenty-four hours. At least twenty-four, yeah. That's worth it to me. That's a huge movie. I want to see that. Man. Others like Tenet, I want to see that on the big screen. Maverick is something yes. I want to see on the big screen. And those are rumored to be the next to go, obviously, because that's July. And if that happens, there is no summer movie season. This is uh, <laughs> this is one to forget. So we have nothing to talk about. We're, we might as well just start stop recording right now. I will say, before all of this kicked in, Two movies came out, and this is for a Rotten Tomatoes game. We had Bloodshot, the one of the most anticipated films of the year with Vin Diesel, and then we had The Hunt. And I mean, Bloodshot is a top 10 movie of the year so far. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right now we've got Vin Diesel's 2020 outing, his only 2020 outing, most likely, and that's... Um, it, it had one weekend, as did The Hunt, before the cinemas closed for an indefinite amount of time. Bloodshot, for that, I predicted 18. You predicted critics would give it 23%. It ended up with 29. Somehow, it That's ended up high. with 29%. I can't wait to watch it. Like you said, critics, and there's... Actu an actual love for Vin Diesel out there. When I finally wrap up the Fast movies, that's next. Do you think that you'll end up watching Witch Hunter as well? Oh. The last Witch Hunter? No. <laughs> Apparently, Vin's talking about them making a second one. He recently said someone told him that it's a crime against cinema, I believe, that he hasn't directed again. <laughs> He's got the greatest comments ever what did he direct Do you, something a long time ago my goodness i have to look that up now because this is something i never expected to hear it's a crime against cinema Ooh, last thing he directed was the ropes it's a tv series one episode in 2012 but he also directed i think he's only done one film he did los uh, i'm gonna butcher this Bandalorios, which is um, apparently a short film, a prequel to Fast and Furious involving Dom assembling his crew in the Dominican Republic. I think he's done a feature length, though. Yeah, he ended up doing Strays in 1997. Yeah, Strays. Synopsis of that film, a macho cruiser comes of age, frustrated by the repetitious grind of one-night stands and aimless hustling, Rick is looking for meaning and an intimacy in his life. That sounds like your life. It's very interesting. It's eerily similar. I'm going to show you the poster for this film, and we'll post it. This, the slogan to Strays is, Life is a Matador. There's the poster. <laughs> 
a Vin Diesel film. I love Vin Diesel, so I'm not going to make fun of him like you. You're going to you're gonna have to answer for those sins. Poor little Vin. All right, what's The Hunt? The Hunt. I predicted it would get 30% from critics. You said 69. It ended up pretty in between both of us, but you got closer. With 54%, you were only 15% away. And it's rare that we really butcher something. Yeah, but that's what's happening now. I mean, that movie sucks balls anyway. Ooh, I, I'd like to see that. As you said, I think we are going to talk about Bloodshot for our next episode, just upcoming. We, yeah, if you want to buy it for 20 bucks, then you need to do it. Now's the time. You can watch the first nine minutes on YouTube right now. Sony released that, and I just want to point out that it's a Sony release. Can't wait. I mean, I hope it's this year's upgrade. Do you like that these movies that were in theaters, they're getting early releases? Well, the problem is I've seen a lot of these. Yeah. I now go way you, back. I, that would have been awesome if I hadn't seen it, but I, you know, I rushed out to the theater to support Ben Affleck. Well, film fans, thanks for joining us. It's good to uh, be back. And next time you'll be hearing from us, we'll be gushing our love about Vin Diesel and why he looks better in a black stealth shirt than a white cutoff. <laughs> <laughs>